Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's episode, of course, what do you expect? Three more great questions from three super smart people. Two that are going to deal with IRAs and LLCs and one on solo 401k. So pretty good wide variety of questions here. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy today's podcast. So let's get going. The first question is from YouTube. And this individual wants to know, I have a self-directed IRA LLC in Florida and want to now own property in Georgia. Do I have to set up a new LLC? So thank you for the question from YouTube. So I assume the first LLC is in Florida, as you mentioned, and it owns real estate or whatever it owns, and that's fine. Now you want to do something in Georgia, owning real estate, which will generally require you to have the LLC either file as a foreign LLC in Georgia, meaning the Florida LLC will just file as a foreign LLC to do business in Georgia, or you can set up a new LLC in Georgia. So the price is generally the same for a Florida LLC, for example, to file as a foreign LLC in Georgia, or you can set up a new one. Price is generally the same. Most people will just file to do business, assuming you can get the name in Georgia than you have in Florida. So for example, um, if the property is in Florida, now you want to do business in Georgia or Texas and California, most entities, whether they're businesses or investment entities, will file as a foreign uh, LLC in that state. You still have a limited liability protection. You're availing yourself of the rules in that state by filing in that state. So do you need to amend the operating agreement? Generally not. Generally, the operating agreement for Florida will work for the Georgia LLC. Some banks want some language in there, a provision that says that this LLC applies to um, Georgia as well. And, and we can certainly do that for you. It's not a big deal. I actually just had this uh, issue with a client, but that's how it's done. Like, for example, if you're a, a large LLC, like IRA Financial, we operate in different states. We have employees in different states. We don't set up new LLCs each time we have a new employee in a new state. We just file to do business in that state using you know, IRA Financial LLC. So um, you don't need it. If you want to set up a new LLC, you could just to bifurcate risks, separate out the limited liability protection. That's totally cool too, especially if it's real estate. A lot of real estate developers or investors want to have separate LLCs for each property, which is maximum limited liability protection, but you don't have to. So um, if you're not worried about limited liability protection, you're okay having both assets in one LLC, then just use uh, Florida LLC, just file do business in Georgia as a foreign LLC. The next question, this is a great question from Teresa H. of Tyler, Texas. Teresa wants to know, I have a solo 401k plan and want to do a loan option. Can I take more than one loan? So Teresa, I'll give you the, um, the general response I give to most clients. It's based off the plan. It's like the Bible. Whatever the plan document says, you got to do, right? Ten commandments. So our plan docs will be customized as you wish. You can maximize the loan number at one, or you can go up to 
whatever number you want, 10, 20, 30, 40. What's the advantage of doing multiple loans is you could you know, do 10 loans of 5,000 bucks. Let's say your max is 50. So how does the loan maximum threshold works is you can borrow the lesser of $50,000 or 50% of your account value, whatever's less. Loan could be used for any purpose, five-year loan, payback at least quarterly, interest rates as of May, 2022 is 3.5%. Those will go up as interest rates go up as well, which are expected to happen um, again uh, towards the summer of 2022. So what some people want to do is they don't want to take the full 50K right away if they don't need it, because then they're paying interest on that 50K, which is a cash flow issue because you have to pay back the plan at a minimum rate of prime interest rate as per the Wall Street Journal. And if you're not using the full amount, what's the point? Now, on the flip side, you're paying yourself back, your plan back. So it's not like it's going to a bank or a financial institution, but it still hurts from a cash flow perspective. So if you have an option to do 10 loans, so let's say you borrow 5,000 today, maybe six months you borrow another 5,000 and then a year later, 10,000, you got more flexibility. So Teresa, I'm not sure if you're a client of our financial, you didn't note it. So uh, I hope you are. Um, if you're not, you can talk to your plan provider or move on to us and we will customize your plan to give you the option to do more than one loan. Third question another day is from Julie Kay of Prescott, Arizona. Julie Kay wants to know, is my stepson considered a disqualified person under Internal Revenue Code Section 4975? And the answer is, quick answer, no. Stepchildren, if they're not adopted, they're not your child. Okay, um, by law. So they're not considered a disqualified person. It's not a lineal descendant. If you adopt that child, Julie, then they do become a child. And of course, they become a disqualified person. So you just still got to be careful because indirectly, your, your spouse um, has a lineal descendant relationship with that stepson. So you're just going to want to make sure that whatever you do with the stepson doesn't go ahead and benefit your partner, uh, your spouse. So it's a little bit careful, but let's say your stepson's 21 years old and wants to get an apartment and, and needs 10 grand, and you want to be able to lend the stepson the money at you know minimum interest rate of prime, let's say, and that's going to not benefit your spouse because it's going directly to the stepson who's not going to use it in your household for any personal benefit, then you can do it because the stepson is not deemed a disqualified person. Whereas if you adopted the uh, the individual, then that becomes a son and then becomes a lineal descendant. Who's a disqualified person under 4975E2? It's your IRA owner. So if it's my IRA, me and my lineal descendants, my parents, my children, my spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, are any entities controlled by such persons. So brothers, sisters are not disqualified persons. Aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, neighbors, and stepchildren are not disqualified. So that means you can transact with them like you would any other Third party, which you know gives you a little bit more flexibility to do loans or do investing in, in a business, maybe they operate or they're involved in, um, because they're not they're not disqualified. But just remember, you cannot adopt them; they have to be a step uh, child. And obviously, want to make sure that the money is not somehow indirectly benefiting you or your spouse um, in, a, in a circular fashion. The money really has to just benefit. Or the, the IRA investment or loan or um, activity of those IRA funds, the, the transfer of those funds cannot benefit a disqualified person. So they can't be benefit the parents uh, of that stepson uh, or, the, or the mom or dad. Um, it just has to benefit 
the stepson, which is technically not disqualified, Julie, to you as the IRA owner. So I hope that makes sense. The disqualified person rules get a little bit uh, funky sometimes. Um, so I'm hopefully this kind of made it uh, a little bit easier to digest and, and comprehend. So thank you, Julie. Thank you, Teresa. And thank you, individual for YouTube. Really good podcast and really good questions. I really appreciate you guys spending some time with me today. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. And if you are listening on uh, or wherever you listen to your podcast, thank you as well. Try to keep these short and sweet. Uh, this is a really fun podcast because if you're into the self-directed retirement world, these are questions from your peers. People like you that are using the IRA or 401k to take better control of their retirement accounts, diversify. And these are questions that pop up all the time. So hopefully you find them interesting as well. And hopefully they can uh, help you in your endeavors and, and make you a better self-directed retirement investor. Otherwise, have a wonderful day and uh, look forward to uh, seeing all of you and talking to all of you guys again next week. Take care.